people are stupid. Live to tape. Oh yeah, welcome to 11 Minute Millennial. I'm Andrew. I'm Laura. And I'm Pamela. (laughs) For the next 10 minutes and 32 seconds, we are just going to shoot the shit and have some fun to help you kill time while waiting in line. Laura, you voted early. Is that correct? I did. I voted on the first day of early voting here in Georgia. I voted late last week. I uh, It was very quick. I did it, I think, like a, a Wednesday, late morning. There was no wait. I went right in, sat sat right down and voted. It was quick and easy. Pam, how about you? I actually have a mail-in ballot, so I'm going to fill that out and probably drop it off tomorrow. Usually, I drop it off the day of so that I can do this social media post and encourage people that follow my stuff to vote too, but I won't be in town, so I got to make sure I get that done before I fly out to LA. Yeah. It was stressing me out knowing that early voting was open, but that I hadn't done it yet. And the reason I did it well over a week early was because I just wanted to get that pressure off of my chest. But goddamn, does it feel good to go and vote and know that your opinion matters? Yeah, it really does. Um, I felt the same anxiety when early voting opened here in Georgia, just because of how contentious our gubernatorial race is. Mm-hmm. I was um, really, really wanting to get my vote cast as soon as possible because. With everything that's going on, the voter suppression, I was like, I don't want to leave it till the last minute and then have something happen that prevents me from voting. Yeah. So (laughs) what are we all going to be doing on Election Day itself? (laughs) Uh, So I'm actually going to be driving voters to the polls. Nice. I took the day off work. I'm going to be walking from my bed to the TV and just staring at CNN all day. I'm going to be glued <laughs> to the news as it comes in. It's going to be a day where I will absolutely positively get nothing done. Right. Pam, Pam do you have any plans? No, I have some friends that are going to be in town. So I'll probably be a little bit tipsy at a bar and they'll probably have the results on. So it'll make anything that passes that I'm not a fan of easier to stomach. Yeah. You know... um, my favorite gay bar here in Chicago, they're having an election night viewing party, but (laughs) I am still scarred from that election night party that Laura, Elisa, Matt, and I went to in DC. That was like the worst night of my life. Which one was that? Oh, for the 2016 election. For the presidential election? Yeah, we watched Trump win. Oh, no. It was awful. It was horrible, Pam, because we basically, like, we made a big deal, and we invited a bunch of our listeners who lived in the area. So we had, like, what, 10 to 12 listeners turn out to join us. We reserved a spot at a uh, liberal-friendly bar in D.C. (laughs) They had themed drinks. Spirits were high. We were walking in being like, yeah, I'm really worried about the Senate, but I think Hillary's got this. (laughs) And and then she didn't have this. Yeah. and we had to pile certain members of our panel into Ubers because they were drunk and crying. <laughs> <laughs> and so and, Andrew and I ended up walking through the streets of DC back to the hotel and it was silent. It was just silent, except for the sounds of people like quietly weeping as they yeah. walked through the city streets. Yeah. 
And remember, DC, very liberal town. Even if you were a Republican, I feel like that night there was a big air of uncertainty. Because, like, you kind of wanted Trump, but did you really want Trump to win? (laughs) No, well, I think only only 4% of people in the district voted for him. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Um, So anyway, like, I can't go to another election night party because what if we lose again? I don't want to be in that same situation where I'm sad and drunk at the bar. life. (laughs) Anyway, if if the polls are looking good, maybe Pat and I will run down real quick just so we can celebrate with our fellow gays. But um, for this 11-minute millennial, we went on Patreon and we asked our Facebook official supporters what you have to say for this 11-minute millennial. Chung Ning said, Hello, shining example of democracy. Show the rest of us you live up to the name. Please vote. Sarah Spiva said, Just wanted to give a shout-out to Katie Hill. She's running against Republican incumbent Steve Knight in my hometown district, and she's an old acquaintance. If anyone is voting in Santa Clarita Valley, Valencia, Newhall, Canyon Country, and Stevenson Ranch neighborhoods, remember, it's super important to vote. She's pro-common-sense country gun control running as a bisexual candidate and she's incredibly poised and well-spoken i really would love to see her take the scv out of the dark ages sean says is it supposed to be standard practice for polling places to give out i voted stickers i've never received one from my polling place and it disappoints me every year whoa you got ripped off yeah you're missing out (laughs) i agree i would be so bummed my polling place I, and I wonder if this is for the entire city of Chicago. I'm guessing so. They don't give out stickers. They give out wristbands. I saw that on your Twitter, and I thought it was really weird. Yeah, I don't really like it. Um, I wore it for a day, but then, like, it's hard to shower with. <laughs> Just gets wet. <laughs> so I couldn't really wear it for long. Kelsey said, I offered my students a couple of extra credit points if they can show me proof that they vote ballot receipts, picture at the poll, picture with mail-in ballot, etc. I'm not telling them to vote any certain way, just to vote. Do you think this is ethical? Yes. I think that totally is. You're just encouraging them to participate in their democracy. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And finally, Sarah said, election-related, in 2016, a bunch of kids wore their parents' I Voted stickers to my work, and I'm really hoping I'll see just as many this time it was amazing because kids as young as five were super excited to talk about the election and their parents voting also my sister is voting for the first time this year oh that's exciting yeah have you guys seen people carving pumpkins that just say vote yeah (laughs) no but that's amazing yeah it's such a good idea so thanks to some of our patrons for for those pieces of feedback i also wanted to give a couple i also wanted to talk about a couple of stories and we have three minutes 42 seconds left you two use twitter pretty actively right yeah Mm -hmm. so twitter is reportedly planning to remove likes getting (gasps) rid of the like button why jack dorsey the ceo told employees at an in-house event last week that he was quote not a fan of the heart-shaped button and that it would be eliminated, quote, soon. In a tweet, the Twitter communications team said it is rethinking everything about the platform. The Now, this is what I don't get. 
The removal of the like button is said to be aimed at improving the quality of debate on Twitter, preventing people from showing favoritism in a tweet thread by liking the comments they agree with. What is wrong with that? That's stupid. Twitter, if you want to improve your platform, I have one piece of advice for you. Ban Donald Trump. (laughs) I have another one. Add a fucking edit button. Oh, my God. Yes. What year is this? And I know what people will say. Well, you don't don't want a message to get shared and then somebody edits it like a day later. Don't – only let them edit it for like a minute, a minute after posting. Then it's locked forever. We we notice our mistakes right after posting. So just give us that ability, please. Oh, it's so frustrating. So I really hate this because, look, we all enjoy getting likes on Twitter. It's it's good to know if a tweet is resonating with people or not. Um, now you'll just have to rely on retweets. But so often I like to use the like button as like a nod. Just like a... a like. Yes, I see that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I do the same thing. Especially if people like take the time to reply to something that you've said. Sometimes I don't have anything to say back, but I want them to know that I appreciate their contribution right. to you know the conversation. Also, I use it as a bookmark system, like to circle back to articles that I want to read later. So if you get rid of that, what am- I'm going to have to download Pocket again. Oh, I used to use Pocket. Damn, they're just throwing us back to the Stone Ages. Yeah. I'm just really disappointed in Twitter. Like, I, I enjoy that feedback from the likes. And if you get rid of that, I, I'll feel like I'll be talking to a wall most of the time. And I wanted to share one more story in 11 Minute Millennial. The Wall Street Journal has confirmed a big Disney Parks rumor that has been brought up in fan communities for years. People frequently scatter ashes in the parks. And it's gotten to the point where they actually have a code for it amongst the employees. It's called a, the code is HEPA cleanup. It refers to um, the special kind of filter you need to suck up very fine particles. Um, But the human ashes have been spread in flower beds, on bushes, on Magic Kingdom lawns, outside the park gates, and during fireworks displays. The most popular place to dump them, unsurprisingly, is... The Haunted Mansion. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I wonder if any of these people think about the fact that their loved ones are going to be sucked up into a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, I, you know what? I kind of get it (laughs) as somebody who loves Disney parks, but I'm also like, your, those remains are probably going to get removed. So what are you doing? (laughs) I mean, that's the point of ashes anyway, right? Like they go away true well i guess with the haunted mansion they kind of i feel like that's the only ride you don't have to clean because it's supposed to look old so maybe they figure they'll last longer there than they will like on main street yeah all right time is up thank you everybody for voting and we'll see you next time goodbye that was fun Mm mm-hmm